and I'm celebrating, drinking and stuff. And he didn't want me to pee next to him. And he threatened to beat my ass. <laughs> I was like, you going to beat my ass if I pee right here? Lad, that power bomb would have knocked him out whether you'd done it on a bed. You nearly put him through the ring. That was the only time in my whole career that I ever lost my temper. I didn't want to go to the UFC. Back in those days, pride was bigger than the UFC. Everybody was super nice to me, bro. And then after I knocked Chuck out, none of them motherfuckers like What's happening? Welcome back. Chat and Pony with Paddy the Baddy. Um, as always, if you want any merch, get over to the Apex website. And if you want to listen to an audio version of this, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So you just don't have to just watch it on YouTube. You can stream it and all that stuff. So get on there, give it a like and that. But today I have a MMA legend on. So introduce yourself, big man. What's up? What's up? Rampage. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, big rampage, man. You'll be able to understand me a lot better than most other guests because you've trained in Liverpool, well, just outside of Liverpool, like you lived there for a bit, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I understand you perfectly. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of Americans, don't not? I know, I know. I, I remember when uh, I was training with those those guys, they used to come over, they used to tell me stories of uh, people like thinking they were speaking another language and stuff on the airplane and different stories. I, I, but I remember the first time I went over there, I didn't understand. I didn't understand them. And it was very hard. And, um, but the women speak faster and it was hard to understand them. But, uh, I actually love the, um, female scouts, uh, accent. They're like, hi, yeah. I love that. Shit. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. But, but yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but y'all scouts, man, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie though, y'all scouts was, y'all, yeah. Reason why I liked y'all and stuff when I first came out there, cause y'all like some niggas. Y'all just like us. I don't give, I don't give, a, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Y'all, y'all just, y'all just like us. And um, my old manager was a scouser and um, dude, he was like my brother and everything. And people used to always tell me like, oh, you hang around Liverpool, you hang out with scouts. I like, I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, they cool, as fuck. they funny. You know, you joke around, play pranks on each other, laugh. Then dude was like, yeah, yeah, but you better watch your wallet. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, oh, you you don't know about them scouts yet, do you? I'm like, no. He said, oh, they scammers, man. You better watch your wallet. And I ain't think nothing of it. I was probably just bullshit. I thought he was a hater because he, he said he was Cockney. He was from London, right? Yeah. Then next thing you know, my old my old scouts manager, that motherfucker stole a couple million from me, bro. He got me. He stole my yeah, house. Stole like, like, like. Like a couple million dollars, he had me invest like five hundred thousand dollars cash in some in some real estate. He said he told me he showed me the whole thing, bro. Sold to the dream. Like Hundred year old uh, apartments. He said, "Yeah, we're going to redo." He had the paperwork, everything, man. Straight up, straight up, got me him and his one his one friend. You know, the motherfucker. He probably dead now. His other friend because he had um, lung problem. He needed a, a lung transplant a plant or something. That's I don't remember his name, his friend, but that motherfucker got me from the from the. From the rip, I had no idea to the end. Like, damn, this motherfucker got me. I don't know, lad, but I think they're in jail now. To be honest, I'm not too sure, but I think they are. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah, but that was well, a good they, gym back in the day. Wolf Slayer, everyone used to go to Wolf Slayer, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They, they. I hope they're in jail, man. Because, I, you know what? I always been, you know, what I'm saying, um, a soldier for the Most High God. You know, I always been a street soldier and I always loved, you know, I always loved God and stuff like that, but. That was the first time I wanted to do something to some to somebody, man. I had brought my I had brought my dream house, and I paid cash. I paid cash for it, and um, the guy was so so. 
uh, I didn't I didn't want to put it in my name. I wanted to put it in a business name so um, fans couldn't look it up in America. Fans can look up your 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 address by typing in your name. They craft and they send yeah. fan mail. They come show up at your house because my first house I brought after I, after I knocked out Chuck Liddell. You know, one somebody came to egg my house so people knew where I live and everything. So I I paid like a hundred and hundred and uh, uh, 1.5 million for this house, and I paid for it cash. But I put it under a business name, and somehow, you know, he helped me set up that business and with some financial advisor, whatever guy, over over in Gibraltar and shit. And this man, this motherfucker, somehow, take my name off the business and put his name on the business. Then he sold my house for for 800 thousand, bro. And the house was the house was worth probably about two million by the by the time that he sold it. He sold it while I was still wow. living in it. And, and yeah, I was and I, like... I wasted another hundred grand trying to save my house, but the the laws was was not on my side. It was man, I had to, I had to eat it. I had to eat it, man. I had to eat it, bro. Yeah, that's no good, no good at all. No, it was no good. There. That's why yeah. a lot of, as you say, people around you. That's what young fighters need to look out for. Have the right people around you, don't they? Yeah, yeah. You know, I uh, during the pandemic, I actually um. I wrote a book uh, about um, you know do's and don'ts of being being an uh, MMA fighter, and and a lot of my book was was about um, you know choosing your manager well and different things to look out for because anybody's going to come and screw you over. They they're not going to come to you like like an asshole. Like this guy, me and him had the same birthday. He was like my birthday brother. I'm, anybody got my same birthday? I always hit it off with them. I'm super cool. Man, he he was super cool, right? We stayed at his house. He used to take good care of us and all that. Shit. He he go to the casino. He he knew how to he knew how to win a bunch of money off off, off roulette. He had like a system. He would, he would win like hundreds of thousands of dollars off roulette, and he he would pass it all out to the fighters. He'd give he give he gave me like twenty grand one time for for um, winning roulette. You just don't you just didn't think I just didn't think that he would um would do that. So it's like it's you gotta look out for different signs and everything. So. I haven't I haven't released the book yet because when I told this guy that you know be publishing books and stuff, he when I told him I wrote a book, he 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 thought it was an autobiography. And I was like, no, it's an MMA book. And and he was like, oh well, you got to write autobiography as well. So now, I, <laughs> yeah, I just I'm just sitting on this damn MMA book. I don't want to write an autobiography. My, my <laughs> now, you, yet. now you're being forced into a corner to write an autobiography. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I started writing that mother. Then now. I hit like a block. I'm not a writer, you know what I'm saying? But the MMA, yeah. book, I can write that. It's like, it's like, it's like the do's and the don'ts and, and all these things, what you got to do and sacrifice. I started the idea because my son wants to be a fighter. And, I, and you know what I'm saying? In case something happened to me, I got like this ledger where he can just, I just give it to him and he can, and he can read it and he can, um, you know, you know, know the do's and don'ts. But then it turned, it turned to a book and it turned out to be really good. And it's not, it's not like a big, thick book. It's something that, Young fighters can probably take to the gym with them and take notes in and have so it's just like a it's like a um it's like a you know like a like a manual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what's that like having a son then now who wants to get into MMA? How old he? He's twenty he's twenty two, man. Um I'll tell you what, man, it's it's nerve wracking. I've been I've been in this corner for all his fights and um I, I get more nervous than I do for, for my fights, but <laughs> My son, he's a, he's a natural. His last fight, he fought just like I used to fight in Pride when picking picking a dude up and slamming him and and everything. He got a long way to go before he turned pro, but 
Um, he's, he got the best coach in the world, I think. Uh, Antonio McKee, he, he's the best coach in the world. So my son's in the right place. But I just but I just get on him all the time because I just don't feel like he wanted uh, bad enough. Because, you know, when I started fighting, MMA was different. It wasn't popular. Nobody knew who you were. You did it for the love and you was hungry. And you, you know what I'm saying? You wanted to prove that your skills was better than the next man's skills. And the sport has changed tremendously since then. And, and you know what I'm saying? And he grew up, you know, he grew up pam pampered pretty much. He, I had a hard life. I had to, you know what I'm saying? I had to sacrifice. I was broke when I first started fighting Japan because I left, I left everything back home, left my job, everything. And so I had to make it, right? So he don't have to make it. You know what I'm saying? He lived a comfortable life. So I'm just saying, I don't know if he, if his drive is as, as, is as strong as my drive was back when I was his age. But I can say this. At 22 years old, he's a better fighter than I was at 22. Yeah. Big statement then. Yeah. Because, lad, when, yeah, I was when I was coming up, lad, you were one of my, you were like big nog for my favorite fighters. <laughs> Who the big knocker? Who's big knocker? Yeah, but you and Big Nagera were my oh, oh, favorite oh, fighters. Oh, big oh, yeah, because yeah, I watched all the old Pride stuff when I first started getting into MMA. First started oh. getting into like 2009, 2010, and like Pride was gone by then, obviously. But yeah. I watched all that stuff, and I used to love all that. Yeah. How How old are you now? I'm 28. I was 28 uh, last month. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. You was real young when I was fighting over there in Japan. Yeah, very young, that's what I mean. I, I never got to watch any of that live. It was all tape, watching tape back, like the Arona Slam and that. Know what I mean? I've watched all them back a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah that was, those, those was the good days. I'm tell you, I'm tell you what, brother, from from old fighter to young fighter, and enjoy your youth right now. Don't take one day for, for granted. Like for us, a year can be a long time. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't ever sit out uh, a year. I don't, yeah. I don't give, you know what I'm saying, because you can never get that year back. Uh, train your hardest, like the bullshit. Train like, like, like your life depend upon it. You know what I'm saying? Why, why you're young and stuff, but then when you get older, you still gotta train hard, but you can't do the same stuff. You gotta, yeah. you gotta space it out. You know what I'm saying? You can gotta train as hard as you want now while you're young, but when you get older, still gotta train hard, but you gotta train smarter. But, but right now, go ball, go balls to the wall, like, cause. Cause you ain't gonna never get that time back. When you young man and you training hard, and you out there winning fights, you know what I'm saying it's it's different when you get older. You know what I'm saying it's it, you just gotta be you gotta be smarter. So uh, I, I I didn't understand this saying, but um, they, they were saying youth. I heard the saying youth is wasted on the young, and I didn't understand it until I got older. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm 44. I'm 44 now. Now I understand that saying. I never understood it until I got until I got in my 40s. Yeah, I know what you mean there. That is a good saying. But where did the name Rampage come from then? Because of it, did, did you get the Rampage tattoo when you were 14? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my my cousin named me uh, Rampage when I was a little kid. I was around eight years old. Um, uh, I don't know if you know. I don't know if you know, but it was a video game called Rampage back in the day, and I used yeah. to play it all the time. And uh, I, I, I always been a big gamer. Every time my family come over, I guess it was my favorite game at the time. And um, and my and I used to have like a real bad temper. And my cousin, and my sister, and brother, they used to you know make fun of me 
because um, they want to see me like lose my temper and I would hyperventilate. And um, I used to always beat them up, right? I used to beat, when they do it, I used to beat them up, but then I would be the one to get in trouble. And one of the things that my mom would do is take my video games away from me. So, so I didn't want to keep beating them up. So what I did was um, I lose my temper. I, I just had to release them. So I was hitting the walls, putting holes in the walls and beating up other, other, other shit, just beating, just going crazy, you know, beating up the doors and beating up the walls and shit. And, um, and then my cousin was like, you just like that video game rampage, just like that video game. Cause in the video game, they would climb up the building up. and yeah, smash stuff up. Yeah. And, and then after that, he thought, he thought that it, he thought they was going to make me mad. Him calling me rampage. Cause that's all they, that's all he wanted to do was make me mad. So, so he can, so he can see me just go ballistic. Right. And he was like, so he just kept calling me rampage, rampage, like it was making me mad and stuff. Then, then it pretty much stuck with my family. And then when I, when I saw that, uh, well, when I, my mom put me out of the house when I was 14 and I remember staying with my dad, you know, my dad back in those days, he was doing his own thing. So he wasn't really watching out for me. And, you know, my dad, he was, he was, he was one of the coolest dad. He didn't give a fuck. I could have put a tattoo on my <laughs> face. He wouldn't give a fuck back then. So I, I was tattooing that. And then when it, put, when it got on my arm, man, it looked like a prison tattoo. It looked like the worst prison tattoo you ever want to see, man. And, and uh, it stuck with me. And then right before, I think right before I fought Sakuraba, and my right before my first fight in, in Pride, I covered it up. So if you if you guys go and look at some of, some of the footage from King of the Cage, when I was fighting King of the Cage, you can see it, and y'all going to make fun of me. It's all good. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you get that covered up or overdone? Yeah, yeah, I got it covered up with the um, black with that Black Panther tattoo. Yeah, yeah. I just said said before though, like when you first started MMA, it was in the dark ages. Like, yeah. what, what's what was it like back then when you first started? How old was you when you first started? And what year was that? Um, <clears throat> well, uh, I, I think I started. Um, I started around two thousand. Yeah, I was five uh, yeah. years old. Oh, you was five years old. Yeah, I started in two in two thousand. And where I'm from, I'm from um, a town called Memphis, in Tennessee. Yeah, Memphis, you know, Tennessee. Yeah, you know where Elvis Presley from? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm from I'm from that town, right? And MMA wasn't really big back then. We only had one um, guy that was really good in jiu-jitsu, Mike Powell. He was a he was a he was a um, purple belt. And yeah, so, Mike. Pa- to say Mike Pyle is not the welterweight. Yeah, from from the UFC veteran. Yeah, yeah. He was my first fight ever. Was he? Yeah, yeah. Mad. Yeah, I fought him. I fought him on three days' notice, but it was for the championship belt, and um, I beat him. But they never gave me the belt because I had no idea his. It was somebody on his his team, his guy, his coach, or his friend, his manager was a guy doing the weigh in. And he would, he would, you know, I, I was a wrestler. I knew how to cut weight. And we had to weigh in the day of the fight. And he kept saying, like, I didn't make weight. I didn't make weight. And I kept, and I made weight. Nobody else came back there. There was no officials, nobody. It's a small town, you know. And he was just, yeah. he was just bullish. Because, you know, I was a big guy, but not, but I was small back then. You know, in college, I wrestled 177s. So, but I was always muscular. Anyway, MMA wasn't, wasn't that big. Not that many people knew what it was, like. You know, I, I I wasn't really watching. I had, I had heard of it, of it, but I never really watched it. And then I got thrown in that fight, and I beat the champion. It was like, oh, you you going to be a fighter now? So okay, then I moved out to California, and I started training with Fabiano Eha. He's another um, old school UFC um, veteran, and he he, he uh, from Brazil, right? And I started 
training with him. And what MMA was back in those days, it was you fought whatever your your skill was. Like I was a wrestler, and I started learning jujitsu. So I would fight a guy that was maybe a grappler, or maybe he was a kickboxer. But back in those days, not many people knew how to do all three things very well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, they wasn't they wasn't like mixed martial artists like like we are now. Now I I know four four martial arts. I know wrestling, jujitsu, kickboxing, and boxing. And back then I only knew wrestling. I was learning jujitsu. So that's what it was like. So it was it was like it was it was like the wild wild west. You know, you just want to see who was the best fighter. And both both guys, you know, you know, fight stand on your feet. You start on your feet. You slug it out, and you just hope that this guy. Don't have more, you know, saying striking, um, you know, saying skills better than you. You just don't. You just don't. You just didn't know back then. Like it was, the internet wasn't as as you know big as it is now. So it was hard to get footage on them. So you don't know what you was walking into. When I, my first fight in King in the Cage, I fought Marvin Eastman, and they told me that he was a kickboxer, and I took that fight on on like two weeks notice. I was like, oh, he a kickboxer. I'm just gonna take him down and beat his ass on the ground. That motherfucker was a better wrestler than me. And, <laughs> and he was a kickboxer and he kicked the shit out of me. <laughs> he kicked the dog shit out of me. Yeah, back in the day, it used to be like a jujitsu fighter versus a wrestler or like a kickboxer versus like a different discipline, didn't it? Where now it's always everyone's just very well rounded because the sport's evolved. Yeah, like yeah. What what's that been like for you to witness? Because you've obviously been involved in it and saw it from the start, and now it's like at the level it's at now with like the UFC and even like Bellator and stuff. You know what? I was I was really um, shocked when when the sport got as big as 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 it did. I I'm not gonna lie. I I thought that it was going to fizzle out like um like uh, PKA kickboxing. I don't know if you know about that. It was like it was not Muay Thai. It was like in America, kickboxing was real popular, but it, it's not Muay Thai. They had they wore the pants, and they could only kick from the waist up and stuff like that. And, they, and you, you ever seen that Van Damme movie, Kickboxer? Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was made back in back in those days when kickboxing was really was really popular, right? So I thought that it was going to that that just all of a sudden just disappeared. You know, it was really popular, then it disappeared, and and I was like, that's what I thought was going to happen to MMA, and then. What the, what saved MMA was the the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, that's what that's what saved MMA. And then, honestly, when after that, it was a fight on almost every week. And then I was thinking like, well, shit, it's oversaturated. It's too many fights. Like people going to get tired of it. But I was I was wrong again because back when I was fighting, uh, it'd be fights every other month. You know, Pride would have a show. And then maybe UFC will have a show, but Pride, Pride used to have a show every other month. Now UFC be having like look like thirty shows a year or some shit. I don't know. No, it's more than that. Now it's like forty five or something. Oh, it's crazy, bro. You know, back yeah, it's like every three weeks in a month or something. There's a show or more. Yeah, I, I, brother, I'm telling you, uh, I, I'm su- I'm surprised that 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 it got big. I I, I didn't get big in America until. After I fought Chuck, and that's when it really hit me. After I fought Chuck Liddell, and then after that, I couldn't do the normal shit that I used to do. I couldn't go to the grocery stores no more because I live in Orange County. Where I live, it's like a it's like a lot of fight fans. There's a lot of fighters from it. There's Tank Abbott's from here, and Tito Ortiz, and and Chemo, and 
there's a lot of fighters that that came from here. So it's like there's a lot of MMA fans, right? So I, the the day that that weekend after I got back from Vegas after fighting Chuck Liddell, my life turned upside down because I used to fight in Japan and I was pretty popular in Japan. I think I was famous as, as in Japan, and and it was cool, you know what I'm saying? Because Japanese fans are different. But I used to come, but I used to come home, and nobody would fuck with me. Nobody would bother me. I could be like a regular guy. It was a perfect life. Because people just—it's hard for people to understand this because their mindset is different. So my mentality when I first started MMA, it wasn't popular. So I didn't do it to be famous. You know what I'm saying? I I fought because I like—I I grew up fighting. I like fighting, and I I said. It's my. It was a hustle, something that I can make money for. Like I mean, I could beat up motherfuckers and not go to jail. What the? <laughs> I f- get paid. Sign me up. You know what I mean? That's that was what. That's why I wanted want to do it. I love. I love fighting. I, I. I hate. I hate. Um. I hate bullies, and I used to beat up the bullies when I was a kid. I love fighting. I love fighting. I'm not gonna lie. I did, and uh, that's why I did. I didn't do it to be famous. So when I when I after I fought Chuck, I came home. My life wasn't the same no more after that. That's when I knew MMA was 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 here to stay. I was like, God damn, this I had no idea this sport was <laughs> gonna be I'm not hating I'm not hating that it was here to stay. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not hating, but it was that's when I but then I didn't I didn't like the I didn't like like it was overnight. You know, it's like fame overnight. I know yeah. you experienced I know you experienced that as well, right? It yeah, didn't come slowly, right? It came on overnight, right? After yeah, the like after the with the UFC it exploded yet like in Liverpool I've been getting pictures since I was about 21 people asking for pictures and stuff and even when I go different places but as soon as I had my first UFC fight and then I came out to San Diego first place I went to eat the staff there were asking me for photos went to New York and walking around Times Square trying to find weed and there's lads asking me for pictures and I'm just like Know what I mean? It was. It was. It's crazy. weird, right? It's <coughs> weird. weird. The face, like. Yeah, it's weird. It's I, not, I'm kidding. Like, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Nah, I, like I always said it was going to happen in my future. I always said I'm going to be a megastar. So it hasn't like took me by surprise. But my family, my fiance, my mates, it yeah. drives them insane. Yeah. See, you you knew what you was getting yourself into. Like me back at back in the day, I could. I can go and beat somebody's ass in a cage, and then go to the go to the club later on that night, and have some you know some some big black bully threaten me. Like one time, right after one of my fights, this black guy—he was a big guy. He wasn't as, he wasn't bigger than me, but he was a big guy. And we was using the restroom, and one of the stalls you know some was flooded. I had just kicked somebody's ass in in Japan, <laughs> and I'm back you know celebrating, drinking and stuff, and and he didn't want me to pee next to him. And he threatened to beat my ass. And I looked up. I looked at him. I was like, "Like you gonna beat my ass if I pee right here?" He's like, yeah. He said, "I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. I'm gonna beat your motherfucking ass if you pee right there. You're gonna splash that water on me." And I never forgot. I got the worst memory. I got the worst memory, and I never I, forgot that. I forgot his face, what it looked like, but I, I never forgot that altercation because I was so proud of myself that I I let I let him slide that I didn't beat his ass. I was just about to say, did you end up beating him up? No, I I I I, I let I let him slide. You 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 know what I did? I was like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm like, okay. I want I want to be right here. I said, I don't, I don't want you to beat my ass. Yeah, I don't want to. I said, I don't want to. I don't want to get embarrassed and get my ass beat in in front of everybody here at this nightclub. You know, I was really condescending. I was like, I just want to have a good time and drink. 
You know what I'm saying? Because it's the weird thing is once I became a professional fighter, you know what I'm saying, I didn't have the urge to fight even bullies. I didn't have the urge to beat up bullies, um, you know what I'm saying, like on the street and stuff no more because it, I, I just knew that maybe I could get sued and I'm like, why fight for free when I can, when I can you know, make money? And so I, I let her, you know, back in those days, people didn't know who I was. Like now, nobody, nobody with me. Everybody, everybody yeah. yeah, nobody. I, I go anywhere, any hood. No, no, nobody with me. Yeah, cause they know a lot. Yeah, yeah. Not, not they know, kidder. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and then, oh. and then <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you, I fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sick. What I did want to ask you about though was pride, lad. Because as I say, I I'd love to fight pride reels. It's something that I've always thought. Yeah, I'd love to do them kicks to the head on the floor, and that that'd be a bit of me. Bro, bro, different world. Listen, when I just went there, to, I just went there to risen uh, with AJ McKee. Right, they had a mixture of of American rules with pride rules, so you can do elbows to the face and knee to the head on the ground. And, yeah, they're, and, they're, they're the reels we're after. Can you not soccer kick on them, though? No. Yeah, soccer kick. Yeah. They, had a, they had all the modified rules. And I was low-key jelly because when I used to fight in pride, you couldn't elbow to the face. Yeah, they so didn't I, like cuts, did they? To the body. I would elbow to the body. But, yeah, when you were in the guard, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm the first one to start doing this. Uh, I made up a couple moves in, in pride, but pride, I'm telling you, it's, pride is more... More or less, almost like a real fight, Cause, yeah. Because um, wrestlers, they gotta they gotta really be on their on their craft. So they take a shot, they're gonna they're gonna get fucked up. They, they can get need in the head yeah, and stuff need, like that. Need while it's in turtle position. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. I, I used to always be against like the you know the soccer kicks and the face stomping until Vanellie and, and fucking Shogun Ninja them they tried to shit on me, but. But the first time I did it was um I used to be married. I married me a Japanese chick from out there and she you know, she had got pregnant, she had a baby. So you know what happens when you have a baby, you can't smash for like six weeks. And <laughs> and that was my first time since in my adult my adult life going six weeks without some of the goody cuddy. I, <laughs> I didn't have no goody cuddy for six weeks. So I was an animal. I was an animal. So I I think I fought um I fought one of Fedor's teammates or something. I think that was I think that was him, and I was stomping the shit out of his ass, <laughs> kicking him in the head, stomping him. He's going all out. The, I was I was mean, but I know it's like the, when the ring girls would walk by me in a fight, I'd be looking at the ring girls and stuff like that. Then I'm back on it, and I'm I'm back in the fight, and I'm I'm just mean as, and I was thinking like like damn, I should I should be like that for I should take six weeks off before every fight, but I could never do it again. I guess I'm a, a hornet. Yeah, never happened again. Never happened again. Never, never did six weeks again. Yeah, I, I, I did six days. Six days. <laughs> I've never fought in a ring. I think that'd be crazy fighting in a ring. It's 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 really fun. It's really fun fighting in the in the ring. It's really fun. It's um, you know, it, to me, it's no different. But one one thing I didn't like was the canvas. The canvas yeah. gets kind of slippery, right? So I I used to have to get some some type of resin. And and put it on my feet. So if you if you ever fight over there, you're fighting on a canvas. Get get some get something like honey or some syrup or something, and put it on and put it on the bottom of your feet. So it in Japan they didn't have they didn't they don't have commission right. Like you know you got the athletic commission here 
in, in, yeah. in the West, but in Japan, they didn't have athletic commission. So if they didn't know about it, it wasn't really illegal. So what I did <laughs> was <laughs> I used to get plastic, a plastic, like a plastic bag and put the resin on my, on my foot and stick my foot on the plastic bag and, you know, rip it, rip it around and put, then put my sock on, on both sides. Right. So when I went out, to, when I went out to the fight, I took my sock off and the plastic bag stayed inside, like the little plastic stayed inside. So I, I would, my feet would, would have traction in, 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 on the, on the, on the mats. So that's, that's the biggest, that was the only biggest difference from, from me, the canvas and the mat in, 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 in the um, ring. And I think the ring went bright ring. They, they, a lot of the Japanese fighters were pro, pro wrestlers. So I think that ring gave a little when you slam, but not a whole lot. Because if it gave a whole lot, uh, Rona probably wouldn't have been knocked out. But yeah. it gave a little. Nah, that's, lad, that power one would have knocked him out whether you'd done it on a bed. Yeah, yeah. That, like, you nearly, that through, you nearly put him through the ring. That was, that was the only time in my whole career that I ever lost my temper. Remember I told you I used to have the, the worst temper yeah. as a kid? Like people, people don't understand when I say that. But when I lose my temper, it's like I get unlimited strength. And that's why... Like the whole... Like the world, I'm a werewolf. That's why I've been telling people I'm a werewolf. People don't understand why I say. People don't understand. People don't understand why, how, doing stuff like this is. This is the thing, though. Most people think that rampage and me howling and stuff is a gimmick. That's something that I've been doing since I was a kid. It's just wearing a chain since high school. You know, people think it's a gimmick, and I understand that. I understand people. You know, you need good gimmicks and stuff like that. But it just so happened I felt like I was made for this, and. The, me fighting Ricardo Arona is the only time the fans ever seen me lose my temper in a fight. So I, I haven't learned how to control my temper, and I'm afraid to lose my temper in a fight because I've lost my temper in training and stuff before, and I people up and you know I hurt them, but but I gas out, I get tired. Yeah, and so I, so I'm afraid of losing my temper in a fight. But if I knew 100% of the time, if I lost my temper right there, I could end the fight, you know, right then and there. Once I lose my temper, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't try to control it. But I, w- I was always scared because whenever I lose my temper, I just go hog wild, go crazy, and then I'm gassing. But who knows? Most of the time I lost my temper probably like in the beginning of training camp where I was out of shape. I, I, I don't know if I, you know, ever lost it while I was like in, in mint condition, you know. Yeah. Is that your most memorable fight looking back to your own Islam? No, no, no. My most my most memorable fight, the one Being my sure. favorite fight ever is the the time when I fought Benley Silva in the UFC. Yeah, oh yeah, when you flatlined him. Yeah, that's my first yeah. time beating him, yeah. Cause that guy gave me two of the worst ass whoopings in my of my <laughs> life. But I always knew I could beat him. I always yeah, knew that I could was beat a him. that was a roided up Vandalay though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was taking so a lot of steroids, and he was yeah, in pride. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about that because you know I was fighting in pride, and I, I'm against fighters taking steroids, so I never took them right. But I beat, I've beaten roided fighters before, you know what I'm saying? So it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't bother me, you know, because I think that, I think that steroids, I don't think steroids really win fights. It, I think, yeah. I think they help. But I don't think they really win. Like like John Jones got popped steroids like thirty times. You know, you know, would he had still 
been the same John Jones without it. Yeah. He just probably wouldn't look the same. Yeah. You know, steroids don't give you skill. It don't it don't give you skill. You know, I'm 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 not against um fighters being or, or people being prescribed like testosterone treatment. Yeah. I'm actually a firm believer that um if you're an athlete, once you get past a certain age, you should you should um, consult a doctor and get and get your testosterone levels checked. And a lot of fans they don't understand that, and and a lot of fans are stupid. A lot of fans are cheap. We got some good fans in MMA, but a lot of people a lot of people in this world are stupid, brother. A lot of people in this world are cheap. They just believe what they hear, and they just you know they don't go and think up critically about stuff themselves. So. I'm a firm believer in um, testosterone, but I'm totally against steroids and like fighting and stuff like football. But basketball, okay. Baseball, okay. Let them be on steroids. You know what I'm saying? You know, like swimming, okay. Let them be on steroids. Like running. Yeah, sport, sports yeah. where no one's getting hit. You know what I mean? That it would be better to watch if they was all on steroids. Yeah. Wrong. I I don't even watch. I don't watch sports right now. That's that, that's why cause it's the most boring. Like, if everybody was all juice to the gills, I'd be watching that. <laughs> and I wasn't who's the the baseball player that's got like the home the record for home runs, isn't he meant to be? It was just on steroids his whole career. I don't know whether like one of them, yes, well, yeah, all I, of them, would... the people from like before the nineties, they're all like all of them were all just steroided up to the nine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them was on. A lot of them was on this. Then they started snitching on each other. And <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, well, what was you gonna say? Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I forgot he was on steroids. My bad. I forgot about that. Yeah, you could see every vein in his body. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when he, like after I can remember watching one when he when he did beat and he jumped on the kit on the ring after it didn't like he done that. I was looking at him thinking, how did no one think mm. let's just drug test him? Yeah, yeah, they did. <laughs> did you, did, hey, did you know? Um, maybe you don't know. Um, pride in the rules. I wish I would have stayed one. I probably got. I probably got one. Uh, one somewhere in, my, in one of my houses or something put up in a box. But on the when you get there, you know you gotta go through over the rules. Yeah. The top, top and bold print of the rules. They said we do not test for anabolic steroids. <laughs> so they basically wanted everyone to be on it. Right. Right. They pretty much. So that. It was, yeah. They pretty much wanted. Yeah. You. Yeah, That's but, they, crazy, but they, yeah. they they did test you for for um like weed and cocaine and shit like that. So they they tested you for stuff. What's the opposite to performing enhancing? But like yeah. have performing enhancing drugs. Yeah, that's just crazy. Yeah, so you, in pride you could have been on whatever you want. It's rumors that um Ninja and Shogun was on EPO because back back in Japan back in those days um the first round was ten minutes. Yeah. They had great cardio and pride. Yeah, you had to have great cardio, but but it was unheard of for people to fight like Ninja and Shogun, like how, how fast they fight and how aggressive they was for ten minutes straight. Like we was all like, we was all like pacing ourselves out because that ten minutes is a long time. It's it's even yeah. hard to train for ten minutes. So for ten minutes, I used to train twelve minute rounds for ten minutes, and you know my cardio was really good back in those days when I was young. But I don't have to go at Shogun and and, and um, Ninja's pace. And people were saying that you know they didn't look like they was on steroids. They wasn't all like muscular, but they was on yeah. But they was on, on something called EPO stuff. That yeah, that's what TJ Dillashaw got Nick for, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what he was using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that's dangerous. 
Yeah, I've I haven't got a clue about any of it to be honest. Rampage, I've never touched any of it, or no one in our gyms really ever been on it, so I don't really understand any of the steroids. Yeah, I know. I can tell because you um you don't look like you you do that. You look like you um in a boy band. You be yeah. You, you be I look like you. I should be singing mm, mm, bop. That's <laughs> what I look like. I should be singing lot, but I've got a little gut in there. Oh mean? damn! You looking like me? Yeah, I've got a lot. I've got a bigger gut than you. <laughs> no, you my gut bigger than that. <laughs> I'm working on it though. I'm trying. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of being. Uh, super heavyweight. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of. I'm, I'm training hard every day. What training are you doing at the minute yourself? You say what? What training are you doing at the minute yourself? Oh, uh, uh, I'm doing um, mostly uh, weights and cardio right now. And um, once I get used to this, then I'm, gonna, then I'm gonna do like um, a second workout session. I'm do MMA for my second workout session. But my, my trainer that's training me in weights and stuff like that. That mother. It's kicking my ass. <laughs> I ain't never lift weights like this before. He he had he had me uh, working out with a hundred pound dumbbells today, bro. Yeah, I've, ne- I've never touched a hundred pound dumbbell before in my life. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to go near one of them. Yeah, but he, this guy, the guy, he he knows his. Shit. I'm talking about. I've been training with like weight people for for um for, for you know for years since I've been fighting, and this guy, out of everybody I train with, this guy knows he knows. He's a, he was he's the best. I'm telling you because uh, I noticed I, I've been training with him for uh, three. This is my fourth week. I've already noticed a change in my body and and I'm losing weight. But he also changed up my diet. He told me exactly what to eat, and the weight just is just coming off now. But it's turning to muscle too at the same time because he's kicking my ass in the gym. He's he just told me it was real just real simple. He told me what to change my diet. Now, I'm, I'm gonna tell you some. I'm gonna tell you something bad. It's something that um. I ain't never, I ain't never, I ain't never said this before. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't really never say nothing. But um, you know, what I'm saying it, it, it's really hard because um, you know, I, I never, I never been sick before in my life. All I ever had in my whole life was like um, colds. I never had the flu in my life. I never been sick. Never had to go to hospital except for like surgery from from fighting. And I always been like real, real healthy. And then when um, the doctor di- diagnosed me with like a hypothyroid and put me on the medicine, you know, so I didn't know what the heck. I took the medicine and shit like that, but this shit wasn't working and I was still, and I was gaining, I was gaining weight and I was on the medicine and I got real depressed. It was, it was, it was really bad. And then this shit happened with, me, with my last fight, you know, I haven't, I wasn't eating carbs and I, I, I had figured out the medicine and what was me up and I didn't really have a bad thyroid and it was like my T3 and it just, it was really bad, so I I quit the medicine cold turkey and um and um and, and I wasn't eating carbs. Then when I got to Japan for my last fight, my coach told me to eat carbs, and I carved up. I carved up, and uh, I, I had a bad reaction to it. I swole up, and I got big, right? And um, that that never really happened. It never really happened to me before. I don't know. I don't know if I'm allergic to gluten now or the stuff that was. And the carbs, and you know, I don't know, but that shit happened to me, and it, I was, re- I was really, I was really depressed, and so it's been three years, and I, that I've been trying to lose weight, right? Three years, I've been trying everything, I've been trying all, the, I've been trying like I tried the keto diet right after that fight, I tried the keto diet, I tried this, I've been trying um, like um, intermittent fasting and stuff like that, I've been trying a lot of stuff, 
and and I and I and I said this is something that I, this is part that I never told anybody. It was getting to the point, Batty, where I was just I was just want to check out, man, because I yeah. was just because I I never been fat my whole life, and I and I and I hated like you know I, I wasn't posting my face or nothing on social media. I hate I had to do, you know you know when people fat shame you, but I'm glad they did though. I'm glad I'm glad people fat shame us, and you know so it's like either two things: either you check out or you get on with it and crack on. Yeah, all your way up. Yeah, but it was like. I, I was it's like I was sick, man. I never been sick before. I didn't know, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to handle it, you know. And and now, now, you know, saying so just working out with this guy three weeks, I already started losing weight. I already started shaping up. I I, did, I I didn't think that, I didn't know what was wrong. With me. I didn't know what could fix me. But I think what it is is I can't eat carbs. Something as simple as that. Because once soon I stopped eating carbs, and eating real clean and stuff like that. The weight just fall off. It fell off like instantly. But no, like no carbs at all. Like no, no. Or well, See, well, that, I don't know if I could even do that. I'm too fat. Yes. Well, well, for me, for me, it's like I'm not as disciplined as other people. So yeah, I, I cut out carbs and stuff like that. But I travel yeah. a lot, so every now and then, I if I go somewhere, like I have like um a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but, where you can't you can't get nothing else, so you you need to eat. Something. Yeah, I need to eat something. So you know when you travel, so it'd be carbs and a little bit, but I don't eat no. Yeah, I don't eat no pastas and nothing like that. I eat. I, I've eaten. I've eaten like a breakfast burrito. You know, I've I've only had carbs like maybe like um, two or three times since I started training this guy in four weeks. And as yeah, soon as I cut the carbs and ve- the sugar, very little amount though. Yeah, yeah, and and normally when you. When you cut out carbs, you get real mad and stuff like that. But bro, like I see my body changing, and and you know, so I'm coming out of depression. Like normally, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about, I don't talk about this. But I'm, I'm telling you, the main thing that 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 kept me going is that my my son, you know, the one that's been a fighter, his his yeah. mom, his mom just got murdered like last year. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, he lost his mom, and so you know what I'm saying. It's like I'm I'm his only parent left, so. I, I got to. You be, need to be there for him. I got to be there for. I got and I got to be extra careful. I got to. I got to move lightly. I got to. I got to walk lightly, and um, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So it that that's it's it's crazy. But now you know all this behind me. I'm better now. I know I don't have a thyroid problem. And that's why I really hate the doctors in America. They didn't even. They didn't even do. They didn't even run. You know, good tests. They just said, "Oh, you got to. You got to be on these meds for for the rest of your life." I went to two specialists. And like, man, they really don't give a fuck about you here. They really don't give a fuck about you. The food here is so bad. Like the carbs, there must be something in those carbs, like whatever they chemicals or something they put in there, like the um, you know, the stuff that keeps it from spoiling or something. Yeah, the stuff what's like just keep it from going off. Yeah, I think that's what I think that's what my body is allergic to or something because as soon as I get that, like as soon as I get that in me, like I, I'm not losing weight. I just, I, it gains fast too. Yeah, the the food in America is just different. It's just I, I I leave here at least ten pounds heavier every single time I come. Yeah, like it's crazy. Yeah, like, I remember when I used to train and the fizzy drinks. Yeah, I remember when I used to train in England. We used to bring some food with us, and like say for example the Quaker oats, we would look yeah. at the ingredients in our Quaker oats and the ingredients in. And y'all crickles, because we always complain that y'all food tastes nasty. But I see why, because y'all, y'all don't have all that bullshit in there. 
I quick old yeah. a whole bunch of bullshit in it. It, it was like it was like we got a lot of chemicals in that shit that you can't even pronounce. And and y'all quick oh it's everything the same. Every, the box everything the same. Then you look at the ingredients. Y'all got all natural ingredients and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like that with a lot of different stuff. You know, a lot of a lot of our foods that we have in America is banned over there in the UK. Like like different snacks, like different. Oh, well, you guys call it crisp. Different crisps yeah. like that. It's, it's, I love it the way Rampage is just called Crisp the real name as well. Crisp. He hey, didn't call them chips. He called hey, them crisp. Hey, I'm aware I'm aware I'm aware travel. I'm I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you before real talk, I didn't mean to start the interview off real negative and stuff like that, but No, I'm don't gonna, be that lad. Yeah, but I'm gonna tell you, I really back at back in those days, bro, I, I really liked uh scouts. I'ma tell you, I used to I, I hate the rain. But I used to love spending time out in England. It rained all the time, right? Cause yeah. we used to laugh and joke around, and it was it was like the best time of my life. You know, Japan is my favorite country in the world, but I spent more time. The most time I ever spent abroad was in UK. I used to be out there for like three months at at a time, and 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 I and I loved it. It's totally different from America. Like like you know, it's racism all over the world, but I feel like it's less racism in the UK. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think I think that it's you know. I, I think that the people there have more manners and they're and they're and they're and they're nicer and, and I like the I like the um I like the the accents, I like the jokes. That's because like you was in Liverpool, lad. In Liverpool everyone is nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you went to London, now you get some knobheads. Yeah, I you know what? I only been in London a few times. I didn't fuck off in London too much. Yeah. I didn't London. really like it. Not London's like New York, everybody's in a rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just like that. Just like, like, just like Tokyo. Like in Tokyo, you know, I, you know, I love the Asian ladies. I like all ladies. Let me, let me keep real. I'm gonna keep. Real. I like all. I like all the ladies. <laughs> the ball. But, but I like, I like all the ladies. But um, you know, Asian. You know, I like the Asian ladies too. And uh, and like, just like in Tokyo, you can't talk to them. It's just like New York. They walk in that street, you can't talk to them. See, that's no good. But obviously, you went from Pride to the UFC, and it was only wasn't it only like your second UFC fighter that you won the belt? Yeah, yeah. So actually, I left Pride. I had a falling out with Pride. I left Pride, and my manager at the time got a deal to become like the promoter of this this other show. I think it's called WFA. So I fought there one time, and they they went under, and then the UFC bought. Their whole organization for my contract. Yeah, because WFA was on the original UFC game. That was on the career uh, mode. You fought in WFA and then fought in the UFC. Oh, uh, for real? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 They, they, bought, they bought their organization for, for my contract. And um, so I didn't so want to go to the U- UFC. You, you didn't want to go to the UFC? No. No, I didn't want to go to the UFC because think about it. Back in those days, Pride was bigger than the UFC. Oh yeah, Pride was much bigger than the UFC. Yeah, then. Pride was bigger than the UFC, and the, but the one that made reason I didn't want to go to the UFC then because my old training partner and my friend Tito Ortiz was champion at, at, at two hundred five. Yeah, and so I, I'm like, man, I don't want to go there because I beat the fuck out of Tito, and you know what I'm saying he'll never forgive me for that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't want to go there and steal, and steal this thunder, and um, and and but. They wanted me, and I said, okay. Since they brought my contract, I said, all right, if y'all want me to be happy about this contract, I want you to, my first fight in the UFC, I wanted to be a rematch with Marvin Eastman. That was my first 
professional fight. That was my first loss ever. That was the the big cut, wasn't it? The big nasty. No, cut. no, no, no. Wasn't no, it wasn't that? me. That was that was Vitor Belfort that did. That oh yeah, game. it was. Yeah, was like, that's yeah. All, that's what I was gonna say before. Actually, Rampage, that's the reason. I'm glad you said that. That's the reason why people don't like TRT though, because of Vitor. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the reason why people are like saying they don't like TRT. It's literally because basically because of Vitor. Yeah, because they don't understand. Like, because some some fighters was um abusing it. Actually, the one who actually um. The UFC used to allow it, right, uh, up to a certain levels, but then they they cancel, they stop allowing it because of uh, Chael Sonnen. Was it? Cause yeah, cause, yeah, because you not because they said okay, you can bring your levels up to eight hundred, but but Chael Sonnen and and uh, and and and, and uh, a couple other guys, they, they was at like eighteen hundred. <laughs> it was like at twelve hundred, you know. Like that's that's like oh that's like cheating, you know, because they call it the normal they call it the normal playing field, because eight eight hundred is like it's like normal. Like so if your if your testosterone was lower than lower than you know what I'm saying eight hundred, you could bring it up to eight hundred. Yeah, and keep it around there, you know what I'm saying. But you can't go over to nine hundred, nine fifty, you know ten hundred. You know you couldn't do that. And, and they was on eighteen hundred. Yeah, they was like. Way over, they just they just took advantage of it, and then they just said, "I'll call y'all, y'all taking the piss and, and cut rid of it all." No, when you fought Marvin in the rematch, then did they tell you before that fight if you beat him, you were going to get a title shot? No, 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 they didn't tell. Him. So look, this is something, this is something that's crazy. Um, I knew they wanted me to fight Chuck. That's the only reason why they. Um, yeah, they wanted that rematch, didn't they? Yeah, but um. But um, recently, before that, recently, couple, maybe like a couple of years prior to that, I had become real religious. And once when I came real religious, you know, I lost a few fights here and there, and stuff stuff happened, and people thought that maybe I wasn't the same fighter no more. Yeah. And, uh, and so I knew I could beat Chuck. You know what I'm saying? I I love Chuck. You know what I'm saying? Chuck is a great guy. I got nothing but respect for him. He's a great fighter. You know what I'm saying? But I just knew I can beat him. Uh, even even before I followed him the first time, I, I just knew I could. I just knew I could beat Chuck. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and um, I played it off. They was like, they was like, uh, you know, you want to fight Chuck and you want you know you know fight Chuck for the belt. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want to fight Chuck. Let give me somebody else. Let the fans get to know me because the the American fans didn't know me and. Um, they didn't like me. They didn't like me at first, especially when I knocked out Chuck. They didn't know who I was. They didn't know my 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 sense of humor. They didn't know my character. I said, "No, no, no! Give me a couple more fights before y'all just throw the belt at me." And and they took it. They took it. <laughs> if I would have said, I would have said, if I would have called out Chuck after I knocked out um, Marvin Marvin Eastman, I would called out Chuck right away. They they probably wouldn't have gave him to me. They probably yeah. Him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I get it. I paid that off. And I'm gonna tell you something, brother. I'm gonna tell you something. When right up to like you know you you go to you go to the fight week, yeah, and you go to everybody was real nice to me, bro. Before the fight, everybody, all the employees working behind the scenes and stuff, everybody. Dana White was nice to me. The Lorenzo's, the, all the staff and stuff behind. Everybody <laughs> was super nice to me, bro. And then after I knocked Chuck out, none of them must like me. Uh, 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 uh. <clears throat> 
Well, what before I move on to like the Ash Paddy segment, want to finish off with? I'm gonna have to ask you about the Ultimate Fighter. The season ten was the first ever Ultimate Fighter season I watched, and lad, you were so funny on that. Like oh. titties, titties. Oh God. yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? <laughs> the one with Richard. Like that was when I was first getting into MMA, 2009, 2010. That was the first season of the Ultimate Fighter what I watched live, and lad, it was it was brilliant, lad. It's just <laughs> that's the best yeah. season of the Ultimate Fighter out of them all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that 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 was a that was a fucking that was a crazy time because <laughs> I didn't like Rashad. Me and Rashad, we had history because he beat one of my teammates a long time ago. Like my teammate, he got his ankles hurt, and then so we had word after the fight after he beat my teammate, and I was like. I'm like, oh, you only beat him because, you know what I'm saying, his ankle, he he rolled his ankle, and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he said, I can't remember what he said, and we we went back and forth. Then I was fighting in Pride, and he was fighting in King of the Cage, you know yeah. what I'm saying, back then. And so we, we already had a little history, right? And then we, we on the show and stuff, and this one would get in my face. <laughs> like, that time that time when, when, when he got in my face, I really... I really was gonna knock him out. I really, I really was gonna hit him. Was that it what took, you said? It, like, get out, get out my face, get out my face before I knock you out. Was that that oh, one? Oh yeah, man. It took, it took every inch of me to knock him out. And the only reason why I didn't knock him out is because I, had, I just had a thought in my mind that I'm, I'm gonna go back to jail because I had just got out of jail not too long ago for some bullshit I did. And I knew the mother was watching me. I was trying to be the case, and I didn't, I didn't. And, and, and I think Dana White told us not to fight is like something we gonna. Contract or something like that, man. He told us not to fight, so I, I just felt like I wanted to be on my best behavior. But it was it was so hard. It was so hard for me to. That that was the closest I ever came to just mauling somebody. Yeah, I bet it was. Well, lad, that fight with Rashad, if it was Pride Reels, you would have won. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You know what? I felt like if I would have had, if I didn't have to, if I didn't have to do that 18 movie and go right into training camp. I would have been uh, more prepared, but I'm gonna be honest, man. Rashad is a—he's a good fighter. He's a good wrestler, and uh, he hit me with a right hand. I never saw him stumbling me all the way back to the cage. I was like, I was shocked. But I'm gonna tell you this—that's what Rashad is—is is proof. It's, it's like experience for me why I don't like fighting scared fighters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. As a fighter, if somebody's scared in there, they get extra adrenaline. So. Ain't nothing wrong with being a little scared, I guess. I've never been really scared to fight, you know what I'm saying? I've been nervous, but I could tell he was scared, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if I could have got that, if I could if I can get that fear, they get you know, you get that extra adrenaline um boost. That's the way God that's the way God made us. God yeah. made us to like if, if we're getting attacked fight or flight. Yeah, if we getting attacked back in the day we used to have to hunt and kill, we was getting attacked by an animal and you were scared and stuff like that, you become stronger. And fast as fuck. I remember the first time I was really scared. One time, some people were shooting at me, and me, <laughs> me and my cousin, right? And you and gonna I, be scared of someone shooting at you? Lad. Yeah, bro. I was scared. I was in high school and they were shooting at me. So I, I'm, I remember. I'll never forget it. I remember running, and my cousin was trying to trying to climb this fence. It had to be like a six six foot fence. It had to be like six. It was taller than me. I was in high school, and I remember jump just jumping over it, not even touching it, and just kept running. And I thought about it later. I said, did I just hop over that whole fence? Without he, he jumped up on it and, and climbed over. I jumped over the whole motherfucking fence. And I was, I was fast as fuck. So that's what I learned. <laughs> you 
scared, motherfucker. You can do some. Yeah. Well, anyway, just before we finish, I get onto the Ask Paddy segments and just I've let everyone know you were coming on, and everyone's asked a few questions, so I've got a few different questions here. All yeah, right. there's one, a good one. NBA Chero being being from Memphis, how does it feel that your legacy in MMA is widely known around the world from a city where dreams are tough to achieve? You know what? I'm telling tell them I'm really I'm really proud to be one of the best fighters in the world from Memphis because Memphis is a fighting town. Yeah. You know, we 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 uh, back in the day when it was my my day and age, we didn't shoot and stuff that much. We we fought. Yeah. So I'm real. I'm real. I'm real proud. I'm real honored. But at the same time, I'm kind of disappointed in myself that I feel like I I didn't rep my city. I didn't rep my city. Um, I didn't rep my city enough. Like I I think that um I should I should have walked out to more like Project Pat DJ Paul. A lot of the Memphis rappers, but um, the my main my main thing is that uh, I'm a very mental person, and a lot of times my walkout song, if it, it has something to do with with my fight, yeah. and and so that's that was that was like one that was one of the main reasons. If it was up to me, I would always have a different song as I'm leaving the cage, and I could yeah. use that. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice if they let you pick a song when you're leaving the cage. Like that yeah. would. Here's a funny one from Wilhelm. I'd love to know how he celebrated after that perfect knockout on Chocodel. You know what? After that fight, man, it was a big ass pool party in Vegas. Um, a lot of celebrities was there. Jamie Foxx, Gabrielle Union was there. Man, I partied in Vegas for a couple of days. I was drinking. You know, I don't do any drugs. So I was drinking for like the whole weekend. And hanging out with celebrities, that was like that was like the dopest part. I remember like a the pool. I remember the pool. I remember the pool party was lit. It was lit in like a titty. <laughs> oh, lad, you're hilarious. Yeah, there's one from Clocko. Uh, ask him if any fighters he would like to rematch with. Um, I owe I owe um two rubber matches. I owe Marvin Eastman. A rubber match because we're 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 one and one, and I owe uh, Battle Silver um, the 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 trip the the end to the trilogy right. I don't know what you call it. But we fought four times. Yeah, that'd be well. It's a quadrilogy is four. Oh, it'd be a, a, a quadrilogy because it's a quintrilogy because <laughs> it's a quintuple in it. So yeah, yeah. So but 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 I want I would rather fight um, um, Van Lake Silver in a boxing match because we we done four MMA fights. Yeah, I, I would like to. I would like our last. I would like our last tiebreaker to be in a boxing match because he's a good kickboxer, and I've been learning kickboxing, so I think he would have, uh, you know, more of an advantage. Yeah, yeah, it is a good one because you said you love Japan. From Chris Crabtree, what was his first impression of Japan? My first, oh man, my first impression of Japan. I'm gonna tell you this: when as soon as I got off the airplane in Japan. Mind you, I had just got out of jail because I got I, I got I, I I got arrested for trying to go to Japan because I got in trouble in college. So I had just got out of jail, bailed out of jail. They sent me straight to Japan to 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 fight Sakuraba, right? And I was like, oh my god, it's, it smelled different. That's that's right there. That's when I that's when I first started believing in God. When I saw all those Asian ones, because I always like Asian girls. <laughs> I, bro, I saw all those Asian girls. I'm in a city 
I'm I'm in a, I'm in a city full of bad Asian girls. I'm like, man, God is good. He loved me. I'm like, oh, he loved me. He got me in a city full of Asian girls, and then I'm gonna be fighting in some underwear in front of them. <laughs> you get groupies. You get groupies in Japan, bro. You get groupies, and here in America, you fight. You get male groupies who want to buy you drinks and actually, you know, say they want to be your friend. But in Japan, brother. You get you get groupies. I'm talking about dime pieces. They be waiting for you in the hotel lobby, <laughs> bro. In Japan, we had we had groupies. Like, it was yeah, like that's madness. Madness. What do you have? Last last question. It's basically like two in one, but it's from me. My question: uh, Who's the best fighter you ever fought? The best fighter I ever fought. Um, I think well, I, I think one of my toughest fights was Dan Henderson. Yeah, yeah, he Dan Henderson. But 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 the best fight I ever fought, hands down, was John Jones. John Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he your? That was the next question. Was who would your go to MMA be? Is it Jones? Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would give my my goat of MMA. I just got to I just got to choose one. No, I never choose one. I always say like three or five. <laughs> okay, so 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 I don't watch a whole lot of MMA right now. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you my my picks. It, it would be uh, John Jones. Yeah, he's a man. Silver. He's a man. And um, now we have we have one coming up. Now as AJ McKee, keep an eye on him. Watch him. Yeah, I yeah. have had AJ on the podcast. He's cool. As f- yeah. Yeah, yeah, hey, watch him. Pay attention to him. He, yeah. he he's like he's like he's like a goat in the making. Yeah, he's just too young, too young right now to to call him call him a goat. But I've seen, I've been knowing this kid since he was you know three, four years old. Yeah, he said that. He said you've been saying him with his dad since he was a little kid. Yeah, I'm I'm not one bit surprised he's as good as he is. I'm not one bit. Surprised. I I knew I knew it. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm really, I'm really impressed with. Him. I'm really proud of that kid. I think I, I would call him one of the goats right now because I know it's coming, right? But yeah. other two, John, John Jones and Anderson Silva. Yeah, I'd have like if I when I have a top five, I say like Jones, GSP, Anderson Silva, Fedor. Yeah, and then yeah. I don't know who would put number five. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot, <laughs> I forgot about GSP. Yeah, I agree with you that and Fedor. Fedor always been my favorite fighter. I, I I would I would agree I would I would I would I would agree with you on those. Yeah. What, what about in 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 there's a in in the other headways in the UFC? No, 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 I'm not in like that rank. And like, did you say oh, he's just heavyweight? BJ, BJ, BJ yeah, BJ BJ's a pioneer. Yeah, went yeah. up to like when as a heavyweight and fought Machida and Evian. What a man! Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you for your time, Rampage. But tell everyone where to find you and like your social medias and stuff. Anything you're doing. All right, kid. Like, um, you guys can you guys can find me. Um, I'm on I'm on all of them. I, I'm about to make a Rumble account too. goddammit. I'm on um, I'm on I'm on all my all my is rampage the number four real. Yeah, you know. I think even except for my YouTube, I think my YouTube is just rampage Jackson, which I'm finna start doing some. So I'm gonna do my own podcast. Uh, are you in America? Most you know how to play poker. No, well, I can play it. I haven't really got a clue what and what, but I, I can well, play. Well, you, you know how to play it. Yeah, I'm gonna start. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna invite you to my podcast one day when um, if you in, if you in, in California. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let me know. I'll take it up on that all day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm start. I'm start doing a lot of stuff like that. But right now, on all my social media, you can you can find my rampage the number four real because I keep it real, baby. <laughs>
<laughs> well, again, thank you very much for your time. Another belted episode in the bag, people with a legend in the game, former UFC champ. See you next week. <laughs>